Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and I've got some bad news. We had one of our cars stolen recently, and it's really just a helpless feeling when that happens, because there's just nothing you can do about it. The car's just gone. Now, this was my oldest son's 1996 Honda Civic, and it was stolen sometime on Labor Day weekend between Friday the 2nd and Saturday, September 3rd. Now, he got a ride home from friends afterward and was without a car for about a week. However, by the following Saturday, September 10th, we'd found a replacement car for the stolen Honda Civic. Now, this new used car is a nice, straight four-door sedan with air conditioning, cruise control, automatic. It's got a nice interior, had the same owner for 20 years, with some maintenance records, all for the bargain basement price of, wait for it, $1,650. Now, it also has a few relatively minor issues that I'll help my son deal with over the coming weeks, but overall, it's pretty decent, especially for the price. And I'll tell you more about it and how we found this replacement car in less than a week in just a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. Okay, so before we get into talking about the new car, I want to kind of go over what the older car was. So again, it was a 1996 Honda Civic. That was the one that got stolen. And we got this car for free about three or four years earlier from my wife's co-worker, It had belonged to their daughter when she was away at college in Arizona, and this was a black car, and the paint was all sort of faded. The clear coat was lifted in places, like on the roof and the trunk lid and the hood, but it was straight, and it didn't appear to have ever been in a major accident. Turns out it was gifted to my wife's co-worker from the co-worker's sister. Anyway, the backstory is a little convoluted, but basically it was a hand-me-down car that was used and a little ugly, but still had life left in it. They said it didn't always start, but when I went to check it out, it fired right up, and after driving it for about 20 minutes near their home, I basically said, yeah, sure, we'll take it. So we took the car, I drove it home, everything was fine, we ended up with another automotive stray for our driveway. Hey, why not, right? I got it into decent running condition after a couple of months. It wasn't perfect. The AC worked when we first got it, but over time it stopped working. I didn't repair it because it was about a $1,500 fix. I didn't want to do the work myself, and the car was only worth about $1,500, so that was never fixed. Only one window would roll down, so again, not perfect. But it did have a new timing belt, water pump. I put new tires on it. I replaced one of the front axles. It had new brakes. It was basically a safe, reliable car that the kids could use when they were home from college. And speaking of kids, I'm sitting here with my oldest son, Kenji, who this really was his car. We gave it to him after he graduated, and he's been driving it for a while. So, Ken, what was it like? What did it feel like when you found out that the car was gone? Tell me the story. Oh, it was just weird. I don't know. I was over at my friend Cole's place in West Seattle, and I just walked out the next morning because we are going to go over to another friend's place to do some music stuff. We were just expecting it to be like a normal day. And then we got down there and then the car was just gone. And keep in mind, I was parked like close to California Avenue. It was like a block away from his place and kind of a residential area. And it was, so it wasn't a bad neighborhood or anything? Not to my knowledge. I don't really know Seattle that well. Didn't you say he used to park his car in that same spot? Oh, he's been trying to get his car stolen for a while. (laughs) So yours got stolen. Mine got stolen instead, but I needed my car, so it kind of sucked. You had it stolen in one night, the first time you parked there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I we walked there at like 11 in the morning. I parked there at like 1 a.m. that same, like, I guess the same morning. And it was just completely, there was no trace of it in the morning. I knew I parked my car there because we just like, I had parked with them. So we all kind of confirmed like that was where it was when we left. But yeah, we just walked out and it was gone. We all kind of just started laughing because it was just so, it was super surreal. Okay, so then, the condition of your car, based on what it looked like, were you thinking, oh, yeah, I'm worried about this car getting stolen? No, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I guess, like, since it's an older car, it's easier to steal, but I was kind of thinking more like, oh, it's not a nice car, so no one's going to want to steal it. It looked a little trash. I had some stuff in the back. Your brother calls it the rolling garbage can. It's it, it was a nice car. I mean, for the most part, it it did what it needed to do. So. Exactly, it was a great car. I, I like that car. Was it locked? Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't know how they got in. They probably just kind of jimmied it somehow. And yeah, could have broken a window, or could have used like a little slim jim if they thing. To- broke a window. They had to have broken it inwards. Like it had to have fallen on the seat or something. Because like. There was sure. no glass. There was no glass. Okay, the so they, you know, in some of those older Civics, I've seen some videos where people can like put a key from another Civic and jiggle it, and it yeah. eventually get the lock open. So maybe it was a warmer day. Did. Maybe the window was like slightly down, but like I don't know. I don't yeah. remember leaving it open. Okay, and and you filed a police report, right? Yeah, like pretty much um, a couple hours after we found out. I had to find my license plate through my phone, so that took me a second. But yeah, you, you had to find a picture of it or something. So yeah, okay. Um, and what did the police tell you when you filed the report? Did they say, you know, hey, we're uh, we're going to be looking out for it? Well, yeah, they kind of just say like, yeah, if we see, it's more like if we see anything, we'll let you know. I don't think it's like super high on the radar of stuff that they're going to do, but if they like <laughs> I see, don't a, think it's see on something radar. that looks like it's stolen, I'm sure they probably check the plates. Okay, so I'm sure if it's been driven off somewhere. And it's been a couple of weeks now, a little over two weeks. They haven't contacted you? Uh, nothing so far. Okay. No. And we'll get to the new car in a second, but when we went down to do the uh, license and title for that, I brought the title for the old car and had the Department of Motor Vehicles double-check that it was listed as a stolen car, and they confirmed that it was the title was marked as stolen. So if somebody ever tried to register the car... I mean, it's probably in pieces. It's probably been parted out. Yeah. But if somebody ever tried to register it, it's good to check um, to see if it is actually marked as a stolen car. Because then that would alert the state if somebody said, hey, I want to let- register this car. I just bought it and I don't have a title. Well, of course you don't. You stole it. Yeah. Now, sadly, we only had insurance for liability on that car. There was no cop. There was no collision. And I did that on purpose because we got the car for free. Uh, it was basically a $1,500 car. And, mm. you know, from a Blue Book perspective, if you looked it up on the Blue Book, it was probably, you know, maybe less than that. And with a $500 deductible and other stuff, I just figured, you know, whatever. Let's not worry about it. I didn't pay for that. So, you know, we lost the whole thing. So you were yeah, basically no, in the car. That's fair. Yeah. Did, did you have anything inside the car? Oh, yeah. I had a decent amount of stuff inside the car. I mean, anything of value. I don't mean like, uh, you know. Yeah. No, I had like 500 bucks worth of stuff inside the car. I had like some longboards, um, my glasses, and then... Oh, that's right. Your prescription glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I was stupid, and I took my sunglasses in, 
with me instead of my regular glasses. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting well, the car no. to get stolen. So exactly, I think stupid's a relative term. And, and I think you know that's part of the reason I'm doing this episode is that nobody expects this to happen. This is one of those things where you think, oh, it's not going to happen to me, especially if you have an older car that you think, yeah. oh, nobody's going to want that. But well, I guess one in Seattle, right? Yeah, Seattle. It's a bit of a problem. Um, you didn't have like a club on it, did you? Any sort of, there's no alarm system. There's nothing on the car to prevent there it. There might it, have been. An, I know that there's an alarm system on the car because it's gone off before when I like tried to, un, um, when I tried to open the car door. Oh, really? It. Outside one time, I rolled the window down. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, it went off in front of my work when I was trying to drive up to Bellingham with one of my friends. We sat there just playing around with it for like fifteen minutes, trying to figure out how to like how to get, stop get the alarm. Alive. I think we ended up just unplugging it. Okay, so what's your what's your bet? Do you think you're going to see that car again? Uh, probably not. Okay, I mean, realistically, I don't really. I, either way, if I see it again and it's in decent condition, we'll just take it back. But okay, so before we get into talking about the new car that you got, I do want to review a couple of things that I think will be helpful for listeners out there when you're, especially when you're buying a car that's really inexpensive. Um, in Kenji's case, he's he was had a budget of about oh three thousand dollars, maxing out at four with all the extras, and we were trying to keep him under that. So. This is the five essential rules to finding a cool used car. And this is actually from episode two. It's You can go back and listen to it again if you want. But I'll recap them really quickly here because they really are appropriate for this type of car search. Just quickly, uh, rule number one, know your budget. Rule number two, know what you want. Rule number three, be realistic about your used car search. Rule number four, be patient during your search. Uh, rule number five, be ready to buy when you find the vehicle you want. Okay, so those are the five. When you know your budget, most people blow past their budget number because they don't consider extras, including things like license, title, sales tax, depending on what state you live in, or unknowns like potential unseen repairs or maintenance. Maybe it needs new brakes. Maybe it needs a timing belt. All those things are expensive, and they can add a lot to the cost of a car. So you want to consider that. Under the know what you want, the more time you spend up front getting really clear about the features you need and want, the more likely it is that you're going to find the ideal vehicle for you. So you need to know what you want. Number three, be realistic about your used car search. A car search is emotional, no matter what price point you're at. And it's easy to get caught up in the excitement about the purchase and lose focus. But that's exactly why you do the first two steps first. Again, know your budget, know what you want. Knowing your budget and knowing exactly what you want will help you keep grounded and you won't waste time looking at cars or trucks that are cool, but out of your price range, not right for you or both. Okay. And again, rule number four, you want to be patient during your search. This kind of goes along with the emotion mentioned in number three, but it goes a little bit deeper. You know, at some point during your used car search, you may feel like you're not even close to finding a car and you just want to give up and buy the next car, truck, or SUV that comes along because you're tired of looking and emotionally wrung out. Now, we got lucky. One of the first cars we looked at, or actually the first car we looked at, we bought. That's not common. Typically, you look at a lot of cars before you find something. But if you stay the course, the effort you put into being patient, focused on your search will definitely save you a lot more money when it comes to buying a used vehicle, especially when it comes to buying an inexpensive used vehicle. And number five, 
be ready to buy when you find the vehicle. So it's funny how many times people mess this up a time or two before getting it right. Typically, it's because they're too slow to act when they find a car that seems perfect at a low price, or they don't actually have the money ready to make the purchase. We kind of had that problem, and I'll mention what happened here in a second. But yeah, you want to make sure that you're ready to buy. And a couple of bonus tips I want to give you too. So limit your search parameters. When you go in to find something especially inexpensive. Uh, When I search on Craigslist, for example, I typically filter out dealer ads. There's too many ads for the same vehicle. And I use as few search parameters as possible to keep from filtering out cars and trucks I might actually want to look at. Again, on Craigslist, I've mentioned this several times on the podcast, but I go in, click on cars and trucks, and then I go up and I click on owner. That takes all the dealer ads out. And then I just start to scroll down. And within 100 cars or 200 cars, depending on the size of your market, maybe it's 50 cars, you'll find the cars that were posted up in the last 24 hours. Anything longer than that, anything good has already been sold. Literally, the best stuff at a cheap price sells in a couple of hours. And that was the case with our car. So second bonus tip is, with very few exceptions, people will not wait for you to show up. So just lean in and don't hesitate to contact the owner just as soon as you see the ad. When you find a vehicle that seems right for you, just call, email, text, whatever they ask you to do. You can always say no later to the car, right? If you decide after talking to them it's not the right car for you, fine. You can say no then and just ignore it. But call, get on their list, get in front of them. I did this with this particular car. And it kept us at the front of the line. We were the first people to see it. Okay, so back to finding the car that we found. You know, again, I went into Craigslist, started scrolling down, and found this uh, Honda Accord. It seemed like a good, solid car. You know, it was only sixteen fifty. It's a 1992. You know, so basically I sent the guy an email, briefly explained that we were looking for an inexpensive replacement for a car that was stolen. I said that we were cash buyers, left my name and phone number, and guess what? I got a call back in 10 minutes. And I was the first person the owner called, but I wasn't the first person to contact him. He had posted the car on both Craigslist and OfferUp, and he said people responding to his ad seemed crazy. They were begging, yelling, you know, kind of in all caps in their stuff, saying, I got to be the first. You got to let me buy this car. I really need this car. I mean, they were pleading with the guy. And he said that you were the first person who seemed normal. Well, I don't know if I'm normal, but I am a person, so he was half right. Anyway, he had one other person scheduled to look at the car in the morning the next day. It was like the evening when I talked to him. Um, It was at 9 o'clock, but I said, hey, can we come by at like 8.30 to look? And he goes, yeah, sure. So he moved us to the front of the line, and it's simply because I asked the question. Sometimes you'll go, oh, can I come after that person? Like, forget that. Move to the front of the line. Ask, hey, can I come early? And, you know, if the guy likes you, the person selling the car likes you, they might say, yeah, sure. Well, he did, and the rest was history. So, Kenji, this car, again, it was a 1992 Honda Accord EX. How much did you pay for it? Uh, you said it was sixteen fifty. It was sixteen fifty. Well, it's more yeah. than that because there's... Well, I mean, like, yeah, with title and plates and stuff. What do you, what do you think you're into it total? A little over two grand. So it's about 2100 with everything. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Since then, we've bought a couple of things. You paid for some touch-up paint that I ordered. Right. And there's a couple of bulbs, light bulbs, that needed to go in the back that's, you know, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, 20 bucks there. So, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're into it for 2200 at this point. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, tell me about the car. 
That's nice. It's definitely old, but it drives decently. What color is it? It's like a champagne or something. Well, it's it silver. Like, yeah. Well, it's called champagne, but yeah, it's silver. It's got a maroon velour interior, right? Oh, yeah. No, the interior looks like something out of the 90s. Just, what? Well, I mean, it is out of the 90s or like <laughs> 80s or something. Like it's, it's funny. All my friends have made fun of me for it at this point. It's kind of a, it's a reddish color, but not, maybe it's a burgundy. It's a burgundy. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's old. So. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of a, I mean, I hate to say it, but it kind of looks like, you know, something, you know, grandma and grandpa might be driving, maybe. In terms of the interior. The car is really nice. The Accords from that era are fantastic. For years and years, they were listed as like car drivers, you know, 10 best on and on and on. Uh, what's the 10 best four-door sedan? Honda Accord. Okay. But there's a reason for that. And that's because mm-hmm. they're great. And when you get into it, you sit down. What do you think? Like, is everything where you want it to be? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, everything's where it should be on the car. It drives decently. Like, the windows are set up. So, you've got, like, a lot of space to see out of. So you don't really oh, have as many like blind spots yeah, while you're driving. It, it comes from an era of cars that don't have the big thick A pillars and B pillars. You don't have, you're not looking out of a tank slot. You're looking yeah. out of a big piece of glass and you can see the world. Mm-hmm. And the world can see you too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have any cup holders, but. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 That wasn't a thing back in 1992. Well, it has two, but they don't really work. It's the like pull out ones. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. It's got those like little pull up cup holders, but. I mean, yeah. you put anything bigger than like a regular sized coffee in there, it's going to fall out, guaranteed. And even that probably will too. So you can't really go around a corner with something in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I would say, you know, in looking at this car, when I look at it, I think of it as kind of a 20 footer. It looks good from 20 feet away. You get up a little mm. closer and there's a little bit of uh, some issues with the clear coat in the fenders. We're going to try and touch that up with some paint, see how that works. But yeah. Uh, the car doesn't appear to have ever been in an accident. It looks really straight. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, the wheels are, they're kind of a machined aluminum wheel. They're really nice looking. They're in nice condition. Tires are decent. You probably don't need tires for another, I don't know, 5K, 10K miles. The interior is really nice. I would call it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. You know, it's definitely got some wear, but it's not. Well, for how old the car is, it definitely looks decent. And like the bat, like the, Interior is pretty comfortable. You've got an armrest on the driver's seat. Yeah. Did you notice that? That's kind of cool. Are you talking about the middle one or the... It's like actually part of the seat. It flips down, right? Oh, I didn't realize there's a second one. Yeah. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go double check it later. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, a couple things I noticed, uh, you know, on the downside maybe in the suspension, if you hit like a bump, it's a little bit of a clunk. And I think it's probably, you know, it's got 200,000 miles on it. So it's not a low miles car. But it's not super high for that year. It's a 30-year-old car, so they really didn't drive it that much per year. But the car drives straight. doesn't make any funny sounds. Uh, There's some minor issues with the idle that we're going to work through over the next week or two. Uh, But that's about it. Might need brakes. I still have to pull the wheels off and check. Mm. So we'll see about that. But I think it's probably just brake pads if it needs anything. Like I said, doesn't need tires. Technically, doesn't need anything to drive right now. The timing belt's a little bit in question. We're trying to figure out if that needs to be replaced or not. And the only, I guess the big thing is the ABS light is on, right? Big yellow light. Yeah. 
So I checked in the forums, and that appears to be kind of a common problem with these older Hondas. And a lot of people don't fix them because, you know, when a sensor goes bad or gets funky, it takes a lot of work to track it down. And I think because the cars aren't worth a ton of money, people figure, hey, I don't want to put, you know, a 1000 or $2,000 into messing with that. If the anti-lock doesn't work, I'll just... It, it's like your 96 Civic. It didn't have anti-lock. Yeah. I mean, if there's a way to turn off the light, but yeah. other than that... Black electrical tape. <laughs> just put it over the yeah, light. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> or we could take the dash apart and pull the light out. It, what's interesting is on the forum for the Honda cars, people were just saying, yeah, just pull the bulb out or put a piece of tape over it and ignore it because mm. the car still stops. And it does. It stops fine. Okay. So when it comes to cars, I don't name my cars. Some people name their cars, but I'm calling this one Queenie. Why Why am I calling it Queenie? <clears throat> Is it just because Queen Elizabeth died? No, not because Queen Elizabeth oh, died. I thought that was the reason. I'm calling it Queenie because I said you need to treat it like Queen Elizabeth before she died, oh, which is like, yeah. it's an old, you know, frail <clears throat> thing and you want to be kind to it, right? Yeah. You want to start gently. You want to break gently. You want to turn gently. So for now, until you get used to how it drives and how it works and to make sure that there's nothing that's going to break, um, you know, drive it gently, right? Yeah. Okay. So is there anything in particular that you like about the Accord so far? I like the amount of space it has. It has a bigger gas tank, too, so you can go a little further with it. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I haven't gone far enough to use all of it, but when I was filling up gas, it was way more expensive than it usually is with the Civic. So I was like, I guess I have... You have a bigger tank. I, I think have it's a bigger maybe, tank. It's probably 14 gallons or something. Okay, so you're happy with the size of the car inside. It's a kind of a bigger car. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um, a little bit I mean, quicker? like, I'm, I'm glad it... I don't think it's quicker. Okay. Is it? I, I don't know. I haven't... I, I think... It, Queenie, drive yeah, it easy. Right? It drives differently. I don't know if I... I think in terms of, like driving it i'm more used to the way the civic moves mm-hmm. so i can handle that a little bit better i okay. mean both will be fine but it's a little bit longer so i'm not as used to bigger cars okay it's um, not huge though it's it's about the same size yeah yeah okay i i think the civic does handle a little bit better it's a little bit more um a little bit better around the corners and stuff but the accord's not bad if i had a choice between the two I'd pick the Civic, but uh, I I do like the Accord, and I think you get a lot of features for it. Oh, one thing it does have that the Civic didn't have is a sunroof. No, well, I, okay, it has that. Yeah. What else? Uh it's a big one. It's a hot day. Oh, finally have AC. <laughs> well, the windows well, you, roll down for now. I don't know. It seems to be kind of slowing down a little bit. No, they're slow because the batteries. Probably it's not driven that much, you know, and it might, we might need to clean up the window tracks a little bit, but overall, I think you're going to be fine. So the windows work and the air conditioning works, which is a bonus. Yeah. It's a big bonus because you had no AC and only the driver's side window went down on the Civic. Yeah. I'd say that's really not a great thing when it's, you know, hundred degrees outside. I mean, yeah, it definitely helps. (laughs) Okay. Definitely helps. All right. So which car, maybe this isn't a fair question because you really haven't had the Accord that long, but I'll ask it anyway. Which car do you like better so far? Well, I was more used to the Civic. I could kind of beat it up more, I think. Okay, so we'll say Civic for now, but we'll for see now, how this is. I, I do like the Accord. I think the Accord looks nicer. Yes, it does. Between the two. Yeah, much So better. it's just a cooler looking car. So if I was just going to leave it parked out in the driveway all day and then just like 
so my friends could see it when they drive by, then yeah, I guess the Accord. I'm sure other people probably like the Accord better too, just because it's, it's more comfortable than the Civic was. In terms of driving around, because I would drive to like friends' places in Seattle, uh, Civic's probably a little bit easier to maneuver around. I'd drive a little safer with the Accord, but I'm still getting used to how it drives. So. Okay. So Civic wins on driving, Accord wins on looks and interior space, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll see how it goes over time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for giving me the update on the car, and we'll follow up in a few months to see how it's running and whether it's still working out for you. Okay? Cool. All right. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so we'll check back in with Kenji in a couple of months to see how this old Honda Accord is treating him and whether he's happy with his cheap used car purchase or if he wished he would have spent a little bit more than $1,650 on something, you know, a little newer with lower miles. I'll also let you know if his stolen Honda Civic turns up again. Time will tell, but I seriously doubt it. I think that thing's cut up in pieces, it's been sold for parts, and it's just gone. It's sad, but... You know, it happens. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw. This is Better Than New. And I'm really glad you came along for the ride. <laughs>